Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. KFI AM 640. Bill Handel here on a Wednesday morning, April 13th. A big story that we are covering nationally is uh, the search for Frank James, uh, the suspect in the uh, Brooklyn subway shooting yesterday. 29 people injured, 10 people shot, and uh, everybody's going to survive, which is uh, terrific news. Uh, And also uh, the uh, invasion of Ukraine continues with the Russians uh, reinforcing their eastern, uh, the eastern part of the army having lost Kiev, the battle for Kiev, and uh, western uh, Ukraine, so they're now moving in the other direction. And uh, the fight, it has not yet begun the firefight, but it will. I'm moving into politics, and uh, as the uh, the uh, midterm elections come up and, uh, in November, and then we have the presidential election, and, of course, the presidential always takes precedent because it's the most interesting, uh, you're going to see the Republicans attack Joe Biden, which is what they're supposed to do. Welcome to our system. Uh, and uh, they're going to attack him on his age. They're going to attack him on uh, his speech and his speaking, which is ridiculously unfair because he overcame a huge stuttering problem. And they actually make fun of the way he speaks. Some indication that he's not all there, which is ridiculously unfair. Age? Yeah, legitimate. And they're going to bring in the picture his son, Hunter Biden. And here is where I think uh, that Joe Biden is in trouble, and legitimately so. And this is going to be one of the big attacks, and it's his son, Hunter Biden. Now, this was a big issue during the last election. Uh, President Trump, former President Trump, brought this up, and I thought it was one of the most realistic and legitimate attacks that uh, that Trump made on Joe Biden, and it had to do with his son. Now. There doesn't seem to be any connection between what Joe Biden is accused of and President Biden. Uh, With no connection between Hunter Biden and what he has done uh, and uh, the connection with Joe Biden, the president. However, the optics just suck. The president was way off base in not telling his son, hey, stop it. Don't do this. So you've got the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, ABC, CBS News, CNN, the AP, all published stories with the same theme, the investigation of Hunter Biden, run by the U.S. Attorney's Office in Delaware. Joe Biden is not the kind of president that's going to call up the U.S. Attorney General like uh, Donald Trump did and start ordering him around and say, you dump this investigation or you start that investigation. That's just not happening. The general procedure, although it's not law, is that the presidency leaves the attorney general's office alone. And that is uh, what's happening. Here's the investigation. Did Hunter violate tax laws? Did he commit money laundering? Did he act as an unregistered foreign lobbyist? And it has mainly to do with Ukraine. 
interestingly enough. I mean, that's serendipitous. There's no connection between the invasion and Ukraine. But his experience was with Ukraine. This is where he made all his money. Hunter Biden has made a living being Joe Biden's son. I mean, that's what he did and has done from the beginning. And he has obtained all of these perks and huge amounts of money simply by his dad being vice president and his dad being president or running for president. A Ukrainian gas company paid him millions over five years to sit on their board. His experience in gas is turning on the stove. Uh, a company Hunter set up uh, was uh, paid by China, Chinese energy company, about $5 million. I mean, it went on and on. Now, is there anything illegal about accepting a ton of money? Is there anything illegal about being the president's son and taking advantage of it? Absolutely not. But what you can't do is not pay your taxes on this money. He's accused of that, or at least the investigation is happening. Uh, you can't represent foreign interests to the government without being a registered foreign agent, which uh, he of a registered lobbyist, he did not register. And uh, the issue also is, uh, I mean, did he move money around illegally? Money laundering. And it's uh, money laundering is pretty wide. Everybody thinks of money laundering as uh, drug cartels. Uh, no, not at all. So uh, he's got all kinds of problems. And then on a personal note, and I'm sure this is going to be brought up, is Hunter Biden personally. I mean, look at the list of what he has gone through. He struggled with alcoholism for years. In the mid-2010s, uh, he began using hard drugs, including crack. Uh, Hunter split from his wife, who would later accuse him in a court filing of, quote, spending extravagantly on what? On drugs, on alcohol, on hookers, she used the word prostitutes, strip clubs, and gifts for women with whom he has sexual relations. And then he began dating Bo's widow. His dead brother's widow. Boy, doesn't that look good. And that relationship collapsed. He's fathered a child with another woman who later sued him for paternity. And he's been in and out of rehab. He is a mess. And you're, keep in mind, as uh, you're, and it's seemingly, I think, be brought up in the midterms. You're going to see uh, that Joe Biden being very vulnerable to this. And Joe Biden, at least I don't think there's going to be any proof whatsoever of a connection other than the president may be knowing about it. Although, again, uh, that is not uh, that has not yet been proven. But even if he did, uh, I don't think that's a crime. But my God, how do you have the president not turning to his son with even the allegation of this stuff going around saying, hey, stop it. You don't take any money from any foreign source. You do not use my name or our connection in any way for your living enhancement money that otherwise you wouldn't have gotten. This has to stop right now. And it didn't. It absolutely didn't. Okay, bye. AM uh, 640. Bill Handel here. Good morning on a Wednesday, April 13th. Uh, coming up at the 9 o'clock hour, we're going to give away a $100 gas card sometime during the hour. We're going to do that every day during the 9 o'clock hour. So hang loose, stay tuned, and your chance to win uh, 
quarter of a tank of gas, maybe with a $100 uh, gas card. Uh, the big story we're covering is uh, the manhunt underway for Frank James, uh, the suspect in the Brooklyn uh, subway shooting. They're still looking for him and a massive manhunt going on, as you can imagine. And we're looking at uh, the invasion of uh, the eastern part of Ukraine by additional Russian forces that have now come back in that area. And it looks like it's going to be one hell of a pitch battle. So I just want to have fun for a moment. You know, the news has been kind of rough. So you know I like death. Uh, I'm a big fan of death and how we deal with death. And by the way, just to let you know, we in, the, in America don't deal with death well at all. We're not good at this. Other parts of the world are great at You know, one of my favorite is uh, the Irish who throw the body in a casket on a couple of sawhorses uh, in the middle of the living room. And everybody gets drunk and dances around the body and gets just completely plastered. I would just like to go back to what you said. The news in the world has been rough. Let's talk death. Yeah, because death Lighten is, things up. No, what? death is fun. Oh, I mean, especially, I mean, the way uh, I talk about it. And the Unless way you're I look the one dying. It. Yeah, I mean, Jews are all about eating. I mean, that's what you do. You know, you throw someone on the ground. The first thing you do is go back to someone's house and eat like a pig. Well. You know, I mean, that's, uh, you know, it's pastrami time. You know, when my dad died, first thing I did was call Brent's and uh, Ron um, catered the thing. And we had more food than we know what to do with. This is awesome how it, much fun we're having talking about death. Yeah. Woo. So let me tell you about this woman, Lois Woodburn, who died at the age of 85. So years before her death, she goes, she's at a party and talks to a mortician and says, I want to be buried in the ocean. He goes, okay, fine. You think of ocean burials as cremation and you take... Uh, the uh, ashes and you spread around, you throw flowers and you say lovely things about uh, the ashes or what used to be the ashes. And she said, no, 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 no. I want my whole body in there. I want to be thrown in the ocean. Now, usually think of ocean burials like that as people in shrouds and ocean burials at sea. Uh, we're talking about Navy people who are thrown into the ocean because they don't keep their bodies around. Uh, and uh, she said, no, 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 I want to be thrown overboard. And the mortician said, you know what? You can actually do it. There are allow the laws that allow it. It's a little more complicated. For example, you have to have a, a specially built coffin. I guess you can buy those coffins. They have holes in them. So the water comes in and they have to be weighted. You put, you know, concrete. You borrow those from the mafia. You know, those, those concrete the things that you just uh, load up and uh, throw them in the in the coffin, down it goes. So that's what happened with her, by the way. She dies. Uh, her family and friends, uh, they rent a, a, a boat from Long Beach Harbor, somebody. They go six miles offshore, and there's a second boat uh, that they're on watching the first boat, and there it goes. Steel casting, it goes in, it bobs for a moment or two, and then tips forward, and it goes under the water. And now everybody who's on that boat wants to be buried at sea also. I mean, it has caught on. Uh, now, they're rare. F uh, funeral, uh, full-body funerals at sea are not new. So there's a funeral director, Ken McKenzie, who runs McKenzie Mortuary. I mean, he's one of the big guys. And he said he's buried 27,000 people for the last 32 years. 175 of 27,000 he buried at sea. Uh, not the cremation burial, but the full casket. Uh, and in 2020, all of 162 Californians were buried at sea. So it's pretty rare. 
And he said, it's not because people don't want it. People don't know about it. Now, and this is the fun part for me. Because, uh, you know, he asks why. And he comes up with uh, the reasons. For one, it's financial. A sea burial, including a cot, coffin, or a custom-made trowel that you can also use. Uh, that costs between five dollars and $10,000. Cemetery, it's twenty dollars uh, the ashes scattered at sea are the most cost-effective. That's around $2,500. You cremate, you hire a boat, et cetera. And for others, the decision is actually envir- environmentally motivated. Now, uh, cemeteries take up a lot of space, and there are better forms of body disposal than a cemetery. Okay. Uh, some people want to be buried in the ocean because it's a place that brought them joy. Woodburn loved going to the beach for picnics and to gather shells. How many times have I done that in my life? How about never? Uh, and even if you don't have an affinity for the ocean, uh, an ocean burial can be deeply symbolic, he explains. Uh, and there's a, uh, Olivia Barham is her name, and she's a death midwife. What the hell is a death midwife? I guess people make a living at it. And she's the founder of the Sacred Crossings Institute and Funeral Home. And uh, that's here in Los Angeles. She started doing these uh, sea burials about 10 years ago. And she says, I hear things like, I like the the idea of becoming a drop of rain one day. And if I'm in the ocean, I can become rain on the mountaintop. If we think we're a drop in the ocean of bliss then it makes sense to return to the ocean. If that's not vomitous, I don't know what is. I mean, do people really think that way? I guess. By the way, I won't be buried at sea, just to let you know. I already have my plot, and uh, I bought it at a discount. Did you buy it at Costco? No, uh, no not the plot. I bought it, I bought it at a cemetery. Uh, At a discount? Oh, yeah. Were they having a sale? Uh, yeah, well, uh, actually, I walked in and I was uh, told, uh, here's the plot, $8,500 per plot. And I go, what do you mean $8,500? This is three by six. Are you guys crazy? You negotiated your plot price. Oh, hell yes. Negotiated the price of the casket for my dad, too. Oh, yeah. And so I said, I'm not buying. I'm not spending that much money. And uh, the woman said, that's the price. She said, however... We're about to open up a new section. Oh, God. Swear to God. And uh, it's the Iranian Jewish section. And, uh, I mean, it's basically Iranian Jews, but I can give it to you at a 30% discount. But you're not an Iranian Jew. Doesn't matter. Okay. 30% discount. So now you're Iranian Jew. I guess. Okay. And I'm not kidding either. Uh, that's uh, You go up there and there'll be a bunch of Iranian uh, headstones. They do They do headstones. Uh, Ashkenazi Jews, East European Jews don't. They just do you know, plaques on the, uh, oh, you know, on know top that. of the grave. Yeah. Okay. And so you're going to see if you ever go, when I die, there's a bunch of tombstones and right in the middle, nothing. And then you look down and there I am oh. at a discount. Damn right. Always negotiate. So, uh, it's, you know, and some people say the endless expanse of ocean conjures, uh, up the idea of eternity. I don't know. Oh, and here's uh, the good one. Uh, here's what they do, especially according to uh, the mortuary uh, director. After the body goes into the water, most captains circle the area counterclockwise three times to symbolize 
time standing still as loved ones say goodbye. Oh, come on. Really? Why three times a night? I don't five know. Times Go figure. Why two not? Times. You know, and everybody says goodbye. I mean, it's just, you know, I love this story because if you can figure out another way of burying someone, I'm all for it. Damn straight. Tell me I don't love those stories. <laughs> okay. We're done. <sighs> Handle on the news. Late edition. Handle on the news. And now, here's Bill Handel. And uh, good morning. Bill Handel here and the morning crew on a Wednesday, April 13th. And let's get right into Handel on the News Late Edition with Jennifer Wayne and me. Lead story. Bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna and, do? And uh, the police still searching do? for Frank James, the suspect in uh, the uh, subway shooting in New York yesterday. Uh, he was able to get away from the uh, subway, the actual uh, subway station, and uh, they know who he is. There's a picture of him out there, and so I think it's just a question of time. As we talked to uh, Aaron Katursky uh, earlier, the ABC News correspondent that is uh, that is covering the story, uh, he said uh, that uh, that James is probably off the grid, but they'll find him. They'll find him. There's just two... Uh, they're concentrating too hard. There's too many people that are concentrating too much for him not to get caught. Remember that they eventually found the Unabomber. Yeah, yeah. But that took 10 years. Yes, but I'm saying eventually, this guy is no Unabomber. No. Did I ever tell you guys I covered the Unabomber trial? And no. got to like oh. chat with the Unabomber's mom and brother. And they are the most delightfully normal. I think the mother may have passed, but they're the most delightfully normal people. And they sat there and they were obviously saddened by what they were hearing, but they were very rational about it. So no it one argued he didn't do it. Uh, it's uh, it's a lie. You didn't hear any of that. No, it was. They were just very matter of fact about what was going on. They were it was, they were a very interesting, very sweet family. Was that the brother who turned him in? Uh, yes, I think it was. Yeah. yeah. So the former, the presidents of four of the countries, these are mostly Baltic countries, are showing their support. They're actually going to Kiev, Poland, Lithuania, Latvia, Estonia, and they're all there to say, hey, we support you, Ukraine. But they're also saying, hey, we don't want what's happening in Ukraine to happen to any of our places. What if Russia could find out uh, where these guys are meeting and what time? Well, I mean, they've already you, said we're in Kiev. Yeah. Do you think they would unload? Do you think Russia would no. uh, launch a weapon against uh, well, the place? You mean knowingly kill the leaders yeah. of three, yeah. uh, four NATO countries? Yeah. And then they'd say, if they did, then they would say it was actually Ukraine. Of it was course. a false flag. Of and course. I don't know. Yeah. As a matter of fact, uh, what I'm going to do uh, at uh, nine o'clock at the end of uh, their new segment is talk about uh, how Putin has misjudged everything and made every mistake that's why i brought up that question could he be so crazy as to do that because the question is could be could he be so crazy as to do a b c d and e that he did and the answer is yes to all of it president biden's gonna uh, name five new judicial nominees bringing the total to 90 this is part of his agenda that he announced to get a lot of judges confirmed and uh, i know you love um, statistics bill. So just so you know, when you factor in these five new nominees, 72% of his picks 
will be women. 30% will be black. 21% will be Hispanic. 19% will be Asian American. So diversity, a big part of his campaign, big part of his promise and big part of his uh, his actions. In and terms more of- um, either surprising or impactful or unusual than all of that, 27% will be former public defenders. Yes, and public defenders never get appointed to the bench. It's always prosecutors who get it. So this is fascinating. I, I'm surprised that the Senate is letting them through, but... You know, in the end, uh, if I'm a conservative senator, I'm not going to fight every nomination. It's a Democratic uh, president who's nominating uh, uh, his group of uh, judges. And we've already won in the Supreme Court. So why sweat it? I think I'm surprised that more female uh, representatives, and maybe they would be from the Republican Party, have not come out yet and said that they feel that it's almost disrespectful to make a mandate for the number of women or to make it so yeah. that a position has to be filled by a woman. Those days are it, gone. I, it just doesn't, to me, it doesn't sit right. Whenever no. I see that, that we are going to appoint a woman. Well, appoint a woman as long as the woman is the best choice. You know what? Those days are so gone. Nobody cares anymore. I'm 1950s, aren't yeah, I? Yeah, and uh, you know, in the end, I mean, I- and Why I, are you I, working? Yeah, I, yeah, that's another. <laughs> I had a tough when uh, women were given the right to vote. I thought that I know, was a big us. mistake. I had a tough when women were allowed to be anchors on radio shows. I the, know. What the hell happened? Should I, we move on? I got the job from a woman, I'm just saying. Uh, that's true. Yeah. All right. We had seven men arrested and charged with multiple federal firearms and drug-related offenses. And what they found was that ghost guns were among the 30 uh, firearms that were seized including several fully automatic guns that were not legally owned. That's seven of them. And, Wayne, when you talk about this arrest, uh, how big uh, was the task force and how many agents and how long and how much money do you think was spent on this? Uh, Actually, um, first of all, there's only two named agencies. So right away, it seems like a little bit of a smaller enterprise. You have ATF and you have uh, Riverside gang impact team now that team's probably made up of multi-agencies um this was probably a medium-sized affair given what they uncovered and how many agencies were involved what's the is, cost is this of that? Be the new thing where every time a ghost gun is a part of anything yeah. that's going to be in the I headline so. yes oh, and, and it was so. a ghost gun yes yes because that's the new flavor of the month what's an operation like that cost do you have any idea millions really oh yeah or some, Gen- even a generally small speaking, operation a full, like that. A full on a full on long term task force is millions. But right, you, when you say cost, it, I mean most of that is the salaries of the people right. who are doing it. That's the job. true. But true. it's still it's still cost. KFI AM six forty. Bill Handel on a Wednesday, April thirteenth. Hey, during the nine o'clock hour, which is happening in a few minutes. We're going to be giving away a $100 gas card, and we're going to do that every day. Let's uh, return. Let's finish up. Handle on the news. Late edition on this Wednesday morning, Jennifer Jones-Lee, Wayne, and me. Gabriel Fernandez, Anthony Avalos, two uh, young boys who were murdered by their guardians up in the Antelope Valley. Now a counselor who provided in-home counseling to both of those boys through a contract with the county 
has been put on probation for four years, not criminally. This is as to her marriage and family therapist license. Yeah, still and still has it, right? And well, she yeah, she has the license. She is on a four-year probation, probation period for failing to report the abuse. Isn't that astounding that there was no criminal action taken against uh, these uh, counselors? And in in I I think I'm confused as to why you can say you violated the failure to report that resulted in. I think I'm waiting for that extra part that resulted in the death of two kids. That's not. Well, I think you have you you have the actual um, child protective services employees who work for the county, mm-hmm. and they were subjected to criminal charges over this incident. Now she was working as a contractor. She didn't work directly for the county, Barbara Dixon. Oh, so she would have so different. So she's she is she is one step removed from the kind of liability that you're talking about. But this is basically taking action against her. Yeah. Well, it's not really taking action against her license, but at least her status. Yeah, and you would think that a criminal violation, but it was she got off on a technicality, basically. It had to do with uh, who and what and uh, the uh, ability to prosecute. And uh, it's uh, it is they considered it more negligence than anything else as opposed to a purposeful uh, action and when and when you fail when you see abuse and you fail to report it, tell me that's not purposeful. You know, I mean that's jail time. You would think. Oh, here's a good story. California's first in the nation reparations task force will meet in person in San Francisco. Now, this is the group that has recently voted to limit the restitution to descendants of enslaved or free Black people who lived in the U.S. before 1900. I find this fascinating in terms of, well, in terms of reparations in general for slavery, where someone is a descendant of slaves. I mean, that was a whole long time ago. And does that stop at all or does it continue? I mean, reparations have been paid. Germany paid reparations to individuals after World War II. Uh, We paid reparations to Japanese that were interred. Uh, in uh, the various internment camps uh, here in California primarily. But those were people that were actually in those facilities. Germany, you had to be a victim of the Holocaust individually. You had to have been there and suffered. This goes back hundreds of years. And uh, I mean, they're not talking about check writing. I think they're talking about various programs that are going to be instituted, scholarships, et cetera. A lot of controversy about this. A lot of controversy. Uh, and we don't know. Is it going to be means tested? Uh, I mean, no one knows. I think you like this story, Bill. A man was killed when he was run over by a car while he was trying to steal the catalytic converter from that car. Uh, I think very few people would not like this car. And it's fair to say that there was a true conversion here from life to death. <laughs> Which I think is perfect. Hey, I'll show them. You know that part inside of you? I'm mostly talking to Jen because, Bill, I don't think you have this part inside of you. (laughs) You know that part inside of you that that no matter what your urge is, there's a party that's like, no, a man is dead. He probably had family. Yes. No, he's stealing a catalytic converter. I cannot access that part of me. He was stealing a catalytic converter. Bye-bye. I wish wish cars would fall on and run over everybody (laughs) trying to steal these catalytic converters. I'm okay with that. Hey, we should – this is the technology. Forget about engraving your VIN number on your catalytic converter. Hey, Big Auto, 
you need to put in a catalytic converter tampering sensor that immediately uh, shoots the tire, shoots the tires (laughs) off of the car and the car just drops on whatever's under there. There's a great story out of South Africa. Uh, in which uh, actually a former policeman, maybe a former police chief, there was so much crime going on that people were actually held at gunpoint at stop signs and at stop lights. I mean, where it got to be very, very dangerous, you didn't know. And this former cop, what he did is he set up a whole system of blowtorches uh, at the bottom of the car, just underneath uh, you know, where the, uh, the chassis is, and you press the button. Someone came up, you press the button, and a million BTUs shot out, and uh, he claimed self-defense. And when uh, he basically cooked the legs off someone, oh, and uh, he lost. By the way, uh, the court said, "Nah, uh, that's too far." But hey, you know, catalytic converter death—that's okay. All right, let's move on. Can we do? Can we end with number eleven? Uh, just because it's a, a good guitar yeah, story good for a good story. reason. Yes. Yeah, the guitar uh, that Kurt Cobain played—I don't know if he was really playing it, but that he held in the music video for the "Smells Like Teen Spirit" video—is up for auction. It is a 1969 left-handed Fender Mustang Blue. And they're expecting it, or at least hoping that it will get as much as eight hundred thousand dollars. That is, it is definitely an icon from music history. Oh my gosh! Yes. There's others, and it comes with. Now I know, Bill, you weren't going to bid on this guitar, but wait, it comes with an NFT, which I'm assuming is a video, or maybe it's an audio file of Kurt Cobain's longtime guitar tech, Ernie Bailey, talking about the guitar. Oh. Now, do you want to spend eight hundred thousand? No, because unless they give six free steak knives with it. No other items. Then available. I'm okay. And other wait, items. there's more. There's Never more. Mind. We'll double your offer, and all we pay is handling charges. All right. Hey, we're done. Yeah, we are so done. Oh, coming up, uh, it's uh, Vladimir Putin and his underestimation. And we covered that a little bit today. I want to dive into that a little bit more. And I think it's worth talking about. This is KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.